Today we will be finishing the uh, shear on Dabar Kharif, right, on sharp tastes, and please God, we'll get through glut, uh, the whole glut controversy. Maybe we'll get to liver and fish, I'm not sure, but we'll see how things go. Okay, um, to give an introduction into Dabar Kharif, I want to summarize three major principles that we've seen up until now in our understanding of Kashrut. The first principle that we saw was Tam Ki Ikar. That basically means that even if uh, a flavor is absorbed in a food or in a pot, that is a tangible flavor that we have to be concerned about and that could trade things up, that could make a mixture of meat and milk, etc. So once a pot has been cooked with meat, it has absorbed the meat flavor and we're in trouble, right? So that, that's the principle number one calls Tam Ki Kar. The only way we can get around that problem is one of three ways. Possibility number one, we have our laws of nullification. Bittul, Bashishim, uh, let's just call it in general, we have a principle of nullification. Principle number two, <clears throat> and that is Noten Tam Lifgam. If something basically if the flavor that was absorbed has now become rancid, has become ruined on some level, then it no longer can impart uh, to the food that we're going to cook in, etc. That generally takes place after 24 hours. There are other possibilities, but our major, our major uh, leniency that we're going to use over here is a no benyomo. When something is not being used for 24 hours, even though it has absorbed the flavor, when you cook in that pot again, it will not be able to impart any problematic flavor into that food and therefore the food can be eaten. So that's leniency. Leniency number one we said was nullification. Leniency number two we said, the flavor is now no longer sharp. Leniency number three, and basically we saw, and, and both of those leniencies we're only bedieved, i.e. you're not meant to nullify your chicken soup with your, your milk that, that falls. And you can't add in, a, you know, half a cup of milk into your chicken soup to make it more creamy. That doesn't work. If it fell in bedieved and there's enough chicken soup to nullify it, you're good to go. Um, similarly, noten tam nifgam. We don't say l'chatkhila that you can take a pot that has not been used for 24 hours it's a meat pot that has not been used for 24 hours and cook with it a milk, uh, a milk, uh, um, you know, cheese, uh, cheese something. If it happened and you did cook it, then we say, but yeah, but once you've done that, it would be permitted. The third leniency is something that might even enter the realm of L'Chathchile. And what was that third leniency that we saw uh, last week? Nat bar nat, noten tam bar noten tam, that if a flavor went from the meat into the pot, and now I'm now going to clean out that pot and I cook a parad rice in that pot, can I eat that rice together with, with milk? So we saw, according to the Shulchan Aruch, maybe once you've cooked it, you can do it. Uh, according to the Ramah, only if it's already been mixed. And we saw that if it's not been your more, then here, even according to the Ramah, it might be Lechatkhila, we saw there was Machloket between the Chokmat Adam and the Vilnagar. So those are the three leniencies that we've seen. Bittel, Noten Tam Nifgam, and Nat Bar Nat. 
Here comes the problem in our kitchen, and that is Davar Kharif. Basically, Davar Kharif says all the leniencies that we've just mentioned, besides for the principle of Beetle, all the, 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 the leniencies that we've just mentioned might not apply. What is Davar Kharif? Davar Kharif, I'll just say generally, is something very sharp. A, a sharp food, let's call it a radish or an onion, etc. However, we'll see that the definition of what sharp foods are is also going to be a machloket. So, we're going to see three major uh, arguments regarding Davar Kharif. Number one, does the leniency of noten tam gum, if something is not ben more, and you cut, let's say, you take a, a knife that hasn't been used for 24 hours, and you cut a, a meat knife, and you cut an onion, we generally say, if it's not ben more, it's not going to impart flavor. But does that apply to Davar Kharif? Question number one. Question number two, when we say that basically there's a problem of, there's no problem of nut bar nut, at least but yevid, you know, if you cooked your rice in a meat pot, you could eat it but yevid with the cheese. No one's going to say that, they, you know, once you've eaten or once you've mixed it, it's straight. Is that true also regarding something that is harif? So we have to look at that question. And the, um, the third topic that, uh, I can't remember the third topic. Oh, the third topic is, we have to define what exactly, if there is these the astringencies regarding a Davar Kharif, what is included in that category of Davar Kharif? Is, are lemons included in it? Are onions included in it? What is included in it? So let's begin. There are two major Gemaras that we have to look at that basically describe uh, everything that we've discussed. The first one in the Gemara in the Sechet Chulin Kufiud Aleph. And here the Gemara says as follows, Chizkiah is now giving us the halacha. Tznon, a radish, shechatchu besakin, shechatach babasar. A radish that previously you took a knife and you had cut meat with it. And now you take that knife and you cut radish with it. Asur lo bekutach. Right? You cannot eat that radish together with milk. Bahani milit's not, but this is only referring to a radish. Why? The agav churfei bala. Because of its sharpness, the, basically the radish has absorbed the flavor of the knife. Now, you have to understand the context of this Gemara. What was the context of the Gemara that we are just mentioning? It's the context of the principle of noten tam bar noten tam. Not bar not that we discussed, discussed last week. Last week, we had a principle. If I had a meat pot that I'd cooked meat in it, and now I cook rice in it, that rice, if you mix the meat, uh, the milk with it, you could eat it, according to everyone. But yeah, but once you've mixed the, the, the meat, the milk with it, you could eat it. Then comes along Chizkiah and tells us a very similar parallel case. You took a knife, and you, a meat knife, you cut a radish. Here says Chizkiah, you cannot eat that radish, kind of even bedyevet, with milk. Why not? What is different between the story that we said regarding nut bar nut, regarding the pot that you cook the meat and now you cook the rice in it, that you can eat bedyevet that rice with the, with the milk, as opposed to the radish. So Rashi over here, yes. I can understand why you might, or why you might not want to use the knife after you've cut the radish. 
for using it for something else, something cold. Because you can say that the, the, the tam has come, or the harif has come from the radish. But what has the poor radish done? Uh, because the knife is so not... So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what exactly has the radish done. Yeah. This is a very naughty radish, and we'll see exactly what, what, what's going on with this radish. Okay. So Rashi gives two understandings of what's going on. Why is this such a bad boy? The radish is definitely, we've you know, singled him out. So he says, Rashi, um, number one, just go to, to where it's emboldened Aleph. Pa'amim, sometimes, as opposed to regular pots, which are generally clean, Hashamnunit karushag Aleph. When it comes to knives, there was fat that remained on a on an on, on a knife. Venoni kar, it's not very recognizable, perhaps because of the serrations or whatever it is, it's difficult to, to recognize it. Ukshechotech Bitslon Habenoten Tam Habamin Hamamash. Rashi understands why is this case different from the regular part. Because here you had mamashut, you had tangible substance on the knife, as opposed to the case that we are talking about before, you had cooked your meat in the pot, but then you cleaned the pot out. The problem is with knives, at, in the times of Chazal, it wasn't so, you know, you didn't have all the scotch and, and prop, uh, proper soap to clean it, so there could have been a thin layer of schmaltz remaining on the knife. Possibility number one. Possibility number two, says Rashi, Va'od, and this is the critical reason uh, why a radish is so unique in the knife. Up until now, what was unique was the knife. The second answer of Rashi tells us what's unique is the radish. And what is that? The Mishum Churfei, because of the sharpness of the um, sharpness of the radish, Balatvei Midagim Harotchim, it absorbs more than our hot fish that we discussed last week. The agav duchke de sakina palit sakina ubala slon. Through the pressing down of the, the pressure of the naf pushing down on the radish, the sakin, the naf, or exudes the, uh, the flavor that is balua, that is absorbed in the naf, and the slon, the radish, is able to absorb it. What is Rashi saying? Rashi is telling me. Two big chidushim. Let's leave out the first answer of Rashi regarding the, 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 the fat and focus on his second answer. Rashi is telling me, generally, how is something which is absorbed in a pot? How is it exuded? You need heat. First and foremost, you need heat. If you have a pot that is absorbed trafe, and now it's cold and you pour your cornflakes in it and eat it in your cornflakes, the cornflakes are, you know, you can eat them. And even maybe on in a holiday home, you could even do that, right? Why? Because there's no way the absorbed flavor can leave the pot. The only way it can leave the pot is through heat. But you're having cold cornflakes, so it's good. Comes along Rashi and says, that's generally true. However, when you take a knife and you pressure, and then you have something else. The radish, which has a sharpness. So here you have together the sharpness of the radish, together with the pressure of the knife, that is similar to cooking, right, to heating, and it is able to exude the flavor from the, uh, from the knife, stage, uh, stage one, and the sharpness of the radish then absorbs the flavor in the knife. And now what you're left with is you're not left with the radish. What are you left with? 
you're left with, we look at it like a piece of meat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So therefore, that's why the radish is a naughty boy. Well, automatically, assume the radish is giving you something to learn. But here we're saying to the radish. No, the radish is absorbing. Yeah. Now, yeah. how do we pass it? There's a big difference between the first answer and the second answer of Rashi. The first answer was Rashi was saying, you know, right? there's no miracle about radishes, whatever. The, the knife is, is, there's some fat. And because there's a fat on this knife, and when it cuts the radish, maybe I have to worry about it. Okay. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Tznon, or Silka, radish, or Silka. Silka, we're going to translate as any type of beet. Shechatchan basakin shel basar ben yomo, that you cut with a meaty knife that was used that day to cut your hot meat. Or shenomakunach, or it is not clean. Asur lochlam bechalav. Although the Shulchan Aruch generally had the principle of nat baranat, here he said not. Why? Because I don't look at this radish the same way I look at the rice. The rice kind of absorbed a, a secondary flavor. The radish absorbed as if it absorbed the first flavor. So the first halacha that I learned from here is when I'm talking about davar harif, we don't apply the principle of nat bar nat. And therefore, I cannot eat this. I view this radish as almost as if it's meat. And therefore, I cannot have that radish together with, with milk. But, but what does the Shulchan Aruch mean by Shaino Mekunach? I mean, he's giving the second answer of Rashi right? as well. He's saying, ah, the, the or. First, the, the, first, first answer. the first one. Uh, the first answer. I, the, 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 the Rashi, the Shulchan Aruch. But would it mean almost anything? No. Not no, 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 no. No, no, because even if. You've got a knife that's got fat, uh, fatty meat on it, right? And you cut a potato. So the schmaltz will now be on the potato. But because the potato isn't sharp, the amount that it will be able to absorb is going to be minimal. As opposed to we'll see a davar kharif, we'll see the three different shitot, how much it absorbs. But it definitely absorbs a lot more than, other, than, than your regular potato. So even according to the first answer of Rashi, there is something unique about the radish. We're not, we, the Gemara didn't just start to use the radish even for the first answer. So, so, so you know, Makunach would be uh, when it's after 24 hours. Correct. Right. right. And therefore we have to be Mahmir for both opinions of Rashi. And that's what the Vilna Gaon says. Right. And now, the truth is... is the it obviously, we said it absorbs the flavor. Correct. Does it give back out the flavor as well? We'll discuss that. Bezrat Hashem, towards the end of the year, if we get there, Bezrat Hashem. I'll come back to that with the Evan Ozer. okay? We'll just remind me of the Evan Ozer regarding that. Okay. Um, I want to, I want to uh, discuss now, um, generally today... The problems of Davar Kharif are not the first answer of Rashi. You know, that there was fattiness on the, uh, on, on the clean. First, we clean, I've heard from, uh, in the name of Rav Shechta, he holds that basically today, knives have pretty much the status of, of regular kalim. You don't have to be concerned that there's fattiness on, on knives. But, if you're going to, we still have to be concerned regarding the second, uh, the second explanation of Rashi, that even if it's a completely clean knife, Right? This, uh, this sharp radish is going to be able to exude the flavor and then it will be imparted into the actual radish. And because it's imparted into the radish, I now view that radish as kind of meaty and therefore I can't eat it with milk. Okay? Okay. That's only been your 
Oh, well, we'll get, get, right. now we're going to discuss if it's not been your main amount. Yeah. Have we, or are we going to discuss or define what Kharif is? Yes, Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. Okay. Now, the next Gemara, which is a critical Gemara, is a Gemara in the, the Mishnah in Abad Zara. The Mishnah in Abad Zara in Perak Bet says as follows. There's certain products uh, that are from a guy that are prohibited, but you can still get benefit from them. One of these things that are prohibited is Kurtshel Chiltit, a sliver of some type of herb called Chiltit. It was a very, very spicy herb. My timer. Why can't you have uh, a herb of Chiltit? Now, the assumption is that it was cut. By a non, uh, by by the, the non-Jewish per, uh, uh, person's knife, a trade knife, right? So now, it, it, what happened? Mishum de besakina. Someone cut it with a trade knife. Now, we assume, as we discussed last week, that in general, if you do not know, you can assume that any vessel has not been used within 24 hours. So even if you see a, a, an Andrew cutting with a knife, right, this chiltit, what's the problem? Let's say he used it to cut his chaza, hot chaza, right? What difference does it make? Because it's not been your more, right? And anything, we can assume it's not been your more. We can assume he didn't cut it within 24 hours. So we know it's trade, but as we said, it won't impart that flavor to the chiltit. Says the Gemara, no. Although that's the general rule, Agav Churfe, the Chiltit, since the, because of the sharpness of this Chiltit, the Kharifut of the Chiltit, it does a magical uh, um, revolution. And basically turns this rancid flavor into a enhancing flavor, and therefore it has the din of the ben yomo. So what have we seen now in the Gemara in Avodah That up until now we said, you know, once you've let pass the twenty-four hour period in your kitchen, you're pretty safe. You know, you can't really trafe up much, right, in terms of food. But here the Gemara is telling you, you know, when it comes to chiltit. Even though it was past 24 hours, the sharpness of the chiltit is basically going to exude the flavor that we already know it exudes flavor. But it's not only going to exude flavor, it's going to turn the flavor that is rancid into an enhancing flavor and make it sweeter and therefore it's going to be problematic. Okay, so that is the Gemara number two. Now, the question is, the Gemara used a very specific, the Mishnah talked about chiltit. We're not exactly sure what chiltit is. It's some type of very, very sharp herb. So says the Gemara, This is the Beit Yosef, source 24. Beit Yosef is Siman Tzadik Vav. Even though the knife is not Ben Yomor, not been used for 24 hours, Asur, it is prohibited the Agav Churfei Ditznon, because of the sharpness of the radish, or Yerek, or any other sharp vegetable, Machlei Bahavele Shvach, it enhances the flavor and turns something from the Tentam Lifkam into Leshvach. 
What has the Sefer HaTruma basically done? He's basically said, the Gemara used the word chiltit, the example of chiltit, it's only an example. It's an example of anything that we got to define as charit, which over here is including basically radish or any vegetables, which would be obviously an onion, etc. Even though you took your meat knife, which has not been used for 24 hours, and you cut it. So now, according to the Sefer Atruma, I've got two Chumras. Chumra number one, Nifgam, 24 hours and no Benyomo, makes no difference. Number two, generally we say Nat Baranat, makes no difference. I view that the flavor of this, that went, that of this meaty knife, goes directly into this radish, onion, etc. And now I view this onion as, as kind of meaty, which means that it's going to be a problem to eat it with milk, to cook it with milk, etc. That is the Khumra of the Sefer Truma. However, Katab Maram of Rottenberg, the Dafka Kurchel Chiltit, Amrina and the Khurfe Mashvele Only that specific herb, which was like in the ultra, you know, um, a certain. Uh, Went to farm where they were discussing different uh, different uh, peppers of how hot they are. You know that's in the the ultra category. But nothing else. Definitely not onions, right? Not even radishes, according to the Maharam. And also Rabbeinu Yechiel, he also wanted to say that this is a din only in chiltit. What's the problem? It seems like they're the minority. The Rambam basically said, the Gemara used the word chiltit, but it's, a, it's an example of the whole category of Davar Kharif. We basically Tosvot viewed it in that way. So although there is an opinion of Rabbeinu Yechiel and, and possibly the Maram, the Maram at the end of his, his Truva, he says, although I think so, but everyone else rules against me, so I kind of defer to them. So it's not so clear we can use the Maram. But nevertheless... Nevertheless, um, it's an important opinion to have in our back pockets when we are uh, working out for the other situations. It might be a sniff lahakel. Okay. How does the Shulchan Aruch Paskin? Says the Shulchan Aruch in Yoredea Tzadikvav, Snon or Silka, you've got radishes or basically beets, or if you want, for that matter, an onion, etc. Shechatcham besakin shal basar. It was cut with meat. Uh, with meat, naf, ben yomo, right? Or sheinomekunach, or it wasn't cleaned. Asu lochlam bechalav ad sheyikol mimakom achatach kedei netilat makom. We assume that basically, we're talking about a ben yomo naf. So says the Shulchan Aruch, you have to be concerned that the sharpness of the radish has absorbed, and therefore. It, you have to remove Kadena Tila. Kadena Tila is basically the size of a thumb. Now, the size of a thumb is 2, 2.5 centimeters. The Yeshomrim, now says Shulchan Aruch, the Yeshomrim, do Adin Leino Ben Yomo. And this is, some say, this applies also even if the knife was not, was not Ben Yomo. What's going on? The first part of the Shulchan Aruch was quoting the Gemara that we saw in Gemara Chulim. The second opinion, and, and basically said, and the Gemara in Chulin was only regarding Chiltit. But we're not going you know, to Chiltit. Who has Chiltit today? So I'm not even going to write about it. The second opinion of the Shulchan Aruch says, no, 
that story that it even forget not only do I have don't have the the, the leniency of not barnat, but I also don't have the leniency of noten tam nifgam. That applies to anything dabar kharif. Now we have a rule. Whenever you have a shulchan aruch and he states the first opinion and then he states the second opinion and a yesh omrim, we we assume that he paskins like the first opinion. Um, that's not so pashut. Uh, because the the um, the kafachaim over here wants to say that you have to look more carefully in that in that rule, and he basically wants to say that svarim have to be machmir. Svarim have to be machmir even if it's not ben yomo. What about that? But, but as we'll see, Rabbi Badia is going to argue with that. Let's leave the shulchan aruch for a moment and say what what's the opinion of the Ramah? The Ramah says v'yeshomrim afilu eno ben yomo. Ramah says categorically, Ashkenazim we are machmir. Like the Sefer Truma, that even if it's not Ben Yomor, anything that is Kharif, we have to be concerned that basically it exuded the uh, flavor and then it's, uh, now it's been absorbed into our radish, into our onion, etc. etc. Going back to the Svadi Psak, so I mentioned that according to the Pshat of the Shulchan Aruch, one could argue that he's Maple. The Kafachaim argues that no, that's not so partial to say that in the name of the Shulchan Aruch. And look how the Sefer Akashrut rules for Svarim. He adds for Svarim, it has to be a Hefsed Merube, a Shatat Chak, in order to be lenient. On the other hand, Ravovad Yosef says no. Look at the, the, the emboldened line. Mikol Makom Data Shulchan Aruchi. The opinion of the Shulchan Aruch is Sherak Linyan is or Yeflachmir Bakol Davar Kharif, Afilo Beno Ben Yomo. Only if we're talking about it was a trefnach that you have to be machmir, right? Abal Bainyan Basar Bakalav regarding meat and milk. I took a meat knife that had not been used for 24 hours and I cut my onion. According to the Yalkut Yosef, basically Datola Kel. If I assume that the knife was clean, if I know the knife was clean, then it's good to go. Then basically I can be lenient because there's also... Okay, so... so how, does, how does um, Rav Vadia read that in the Shulchan Aruch? Because it's talking about Basakin Shel Basar. It doesn't say about... No, Shul- but the Gemara Vodah is talking about... No, I know, but he... Truth. I know, but he... No, 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 we don't bring all the Shulchan Aruch. It's, it's quite clear that ah. there, is, there could be a distinction between Traif and between between uh, um, Basa Bacha, right? Okay. So basically he's saying, just read the Pshat, there's, there's Stam and Yesh Omrim, Stam and, and, and not getting too uh, technical, the Kafachayim said that that rule over here is not so applicable, but let's, let's uh, so to summarize, basically when it comes to the Ramah, Ashkenazi Psak, we, once you have an onion in your kitchen, your Anything that you cut it with, if it's meat or if it's milk, it's not going to help that it wasn't used for 24 hours. You cannot apply the principle of nut bar nut, and therefore I view this almost as a real meat or milk piece of something, right? Now, let's say that I took that onion and I cut, which I cut with the meat nut, right, in a, in a um, not ben more. And then I took that onion and I cooked it in a milk pot. What would be the din? So, um, 
So we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a moment. But before, sorry, before we get to that, we there's been a third chiddush that we've kind of just um, ignored, and that is that here there was no heat, and just the pressure of the naf is good enough to exude the flavor. Now there's an, a more simple way of exuding flavor, and that is through heat. And tells us the Ramah that obviously the same chumras will apply of we, that we're going to not take into account nat bar nat, and we're not going to take into account uh, uh, not ben yomor even when you cook it. And that's what the Ramah says of here in Sadiyam would bet. davar harif was something sharp like an onion. You cooked a me, uh, an onion in a meaty pot. That pot has not been used for 24 hours. Or you, you put it in a grinder, right? Then what? Now that onion, let's just take the, you, you, you cooked your onion in a meaty pot, right? And now you take that onion and you cook it together with milk. Says Ramah, that's like cooking milk and meat together. Uh, we don't apply the principle on that by now. We don't apply the principle of a no ben more. It all gets thrown out the window and you're in trouble and it's going to be a problem unless what? There's only one thing that we got left and that is the principle of bitl, right? You have to take into account how much flavor was, uh, um, what's the word, absorbed by that onion. Is there 60 times, now you don't need necessarily 60 times the amount of the entire onion. You need 60 times amount of the blade of the knife. Because right? the maximum that the onion could have absorbed was the blade of the knife. That's the maximum. Right? So we whatever the, the volume of the blade on the knife is, if in the entire you do multiple pot, cuts. Even if you do multiple cuts. If you do no 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 if you do if you do multiple cuts it's still the whole onion is going to be problematic. We'll see now how much let, before before you put it in the pot, how much of the onion became uh, problematic. Right? So we're gonna see that there are basically three opinions in the Rishoni. But, but and, and the difference is, is that let's say we're going to be makel. We say that it's only a thumb. If you cut it multiple times, if you chop up your onion, then the whole thing is, is problematic. However, if you take that same onion and you put it in the pot, it cannot be more than the flavor that it absorbed, which was from the knife. I, the onion itself, I can't eat any of it because each part might have absorbed kadena tilan. Okay. But in terms of how much bittel needs, you need bittel according to the, the volume of the, of the blade of the knife. Right? So if you've got the, the, the blade of the knife, the volume to nullify that, then you still are okay, but you have it. Okay? Alright. Now, let's, uh, let's go to... Well, this comes to your question. What is the extent of the absorption of the knife into the food? So let me say it... Um, I'll say it quickly outside because we, we, we're running out of time. There are three basic opinions. Opinion number one is the opinion of the Rosh. The Rosh is the most lenient. The Rosh basically says, Kadei Klippa. Kadei Klippa is basically the enough to take it off in one slither. 
So, you know, a, a few literally millimeters, and you, that's enough. Even the whole Dabar Kharif, as opposed to usually you just have to wash it off. Right? But now, because it's Dabar Kharif and it absorbs something, take off the slither. Okay? So, you could take a power knife, go a few millimeters in, cut. Correct. According to the rush. According to the rush. Comes along the rivet, and the rivet says, no, you need to take a thumb. It absorbed up to a thumb. So let's say I had an onion, big onion, and I cut it in the middle. I had to take kadeinatila on the left mm-hmm. and a kadeinatila on the right, remove it, call it two, two and a half centimeters on each side, and the rest is still my power of onion, no problem. Opinion number three is opinion of the Rashba. The Rashba says the entire onion absorbed, right? So, so we generally say, as far as how do we pass, can look at the Shulchan Source 33, You can't eat it with milk. He passes lightly, ribe The middle opinion, a thumb's uh, breadth. Or he shall taste it. We're not going to get into tasting. The Taz says today we don't rely on that. Okay. That if he used it with a trafe knife, the whole thing is prohibited. And similarly, if you took a meat knife and you cut that onion, the entire onion absorbed the meat, and therefore you cannot have that entire onion together with the milk. Right? You can't, can't just take a thumb's worth. He's passing like the Rashba. But that's Lechatchila. Aval, but Yebed, but Yebed, once it's been cooked or whatever it is, you've thrown it in, and it's all Rakadin Natila. But Yebed, then you can just remove a Natila. And that's only if you cut the actual radish. That's another case that well, then it's not a problem at all. Okay, um, uh, so where, 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 where are we left with? We are left with that basically, according to Svarim, you only need to worry about uh, a thumb's worth from any place that you cut. Take a thumb on either side and the rest is good to go. According to Ashkenazim, the whole thing is problematic, but Yevet also holds Now obviously if you cut it, very, if you dice up your onion, the whole thing is problematic because there's no, there's kadeinatil on, on every part of it. Okay. Uh, Does anyone hold kadei clipper? No. No? No. We don't pass an akhtarosh. Um, now, says the, um, what, what about, it, so we basically describe this onion as being meat. Is it really meat? That means that after I've eaten the onion, do I have to wait six hours? Right? Or just in terms of meat, eating it with milk or cooking it with milk, I say that's problematic. But I don't actually view it as meat. What, what does the Ramah say? Meal. Um, says, says the Ramah, source uh, 37, you're there, pay tet, sif gimel. Im ena basar betavshil, rakshanit bashel, bekadera shel basar. Now there's no meat in the pot. It was just something was cooked in that pot. Mutale, i.e. some rice was cooked in that pot. Mutale, you can eat after that rice. You can definitely eat 
after it you can eat cheese. Now Abraham says, what exactly is Ramah trying to tell us? What do you mean? After you eat the, 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 the rice, you can now go eat cheese. We said that maybe you can even eat cheese together with the rice. So what's the chidush of the Ramah? And even the Ramah agreed to that pretty of it, right? So why does the Ramah have to tell me that once I had a meat pot, I then cooked rice in it, and after I've cooked rice in it, and I eat that rice, I can now go have a cheese uh, sandwich. What's the chidush? Yeah, that's only been the end. This is lechad chidush. Even, it's difficult, difficult. Uh, that, that's the whole chidush of the Ramah. Says Rabbi Akiva Eger, this, this Ramah is difficult. The Ramah has come to tell us something else. What was he talking about? In my opinion, what the Ramah is teaching us. Even if he cooked vinegar, the kharif, which is something sharp. And remember when we talked about kharif, there's no din of nat barnat. So therefore, it's as if to absorb the flavor directly. And we kind of view this pair of atom now as meat. After you eat it, you can still eat it with cheese, which means that basically it's quasi-meat. It's not real. It's not the real deal. We view it in terms of eating it together with milk and cooking. That is problematic. In terms of waiting afterwards, you don't, you're not, you don't become fleshic because of it. Okay? What would be the opposite? One is if I took a, a, a mulchik knife and I cut the, uh, my, my paravanion. And now I'm, I'm fleshing, right? So can I eat that onion? This might be a bit more chamor, why? Because now it's, I'm actually eating something which I'm looking at as it's quasi-milk. So this is a bit of machloket. Lamaise, most achronim or makel even regarding that case, okay? So that, that, those are the major leniencies and stringencies that we've seen regarding Adabar Kharif. One more Khumrah that we've seen from the Chokhmat Adab, and that is what happens if I would cut my, my uh, let's say I take a meat knife and I cut it, my, para, my, my onion, on a milk plate. The cutting surface. Right? Does that transfer is there because I'm cutting it and, and, and basically the pressure of the knife so the onion absorbed the flavor and because it's you know between a rock and a hard place so the, 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 the flavor from the plate also kind of was absorbed by the onion. So look at the Chokhmat Adam. Or some uh, whatever that is. asur. He's talking about you take herring or pickles and you're cutting it on a non-kosher plate. It would even be the evidence prohibited. The duchre de sachina bechurcha de maliach maflit minakli alkol panim bekom hachatach. So basically, the, 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 this onion has absorbed some of the flavor because of the pressure. It also not only exuded the flavor from the knife, it also exuded the flavor from the plate and therefore it's going to be a problem. Lamaise, Rav Eliashiv is more makel, and Rav Odza are basically more makel, and Lechatchila one shouldn't cut on these surfaces, but the Eben, it doesn't chafe up your surface, right? And it uh, doesn't chafe up the knife. So you're good to go, but the Eben, but not, uh, not Lechatchila, okay? Um,
two practical cases that we uh, have over here in source 43 and source 44. Let's, uh, oh, we didn't even start uh, meet. Okay, so let's, we will, we'll, we'll start meet. Uh, top. Let's see, let's see. Look, um, Rab Jachter says like this. As a practicing rabbi, I'll test to uh, the following uh, two very common scenarios. The first is an onion cut by clean a no ben yomo milk knife and then was subsequently cooked together with meat. Mm -hmm. So do we say that basically this is now a meat, uh, you know, it was cut with a milk knife. So I view it like a piece of cheese and now that piece of cheese was thrown into my trolley pot. And therefore, this mixture of meat and milk is, is forbidden, unless what? Unless it's about to right? So that could still be our saving grace. Assuming it's not, yeah. So assuming there's no bittle, we're in trouble. So here, Rafael Cohen, Badea Shulchan, he's one of the, he wrote a book, which is, it almost exactly follows the style of the Mishnah Bura. Mishnah Bura only wrote on Orachaim, the first section of the Shulchan Aruch. Badea Shulchan wrote on Yoredea, the second section of the Shulchan Aruch, in a very similar style. You know, the Mishnah Bura, the Bir Halacha, very similar. He got slightly different names for it, but he copied the style of the Mishnah Bura. And he is a very authoritative in, in Hilchot Kashrut. So he says as follows, he brings the two opinions. The one opinion of the Chochmat Adam, the Prima Gadim says, Top, there's all the Chumras, you know, classically we have to be Machmir. But here there's the shit of the Beit Meir. Now, Without looking at what he's going to say, why would the big mayor be Michael? What would be the reason to be Michael? Because what I said before is that the, the onion can receive the flavor, but it can't give it up. Um, could be okay. Could be. Um, it's difficult that because we're talking about it's being cooked in a yeah, uh, heat. so the heat might be able to transfer it, but. The next case, we'll, we'll, we'll use your, your, your Svara. There could be some well, who want to say what you're saying even in this case, but Lichora, the main reason is going to be like this. Number one, we had a machloket. What is Dabar Kharif? Remember, Rabbi Nechiel said it was only chilted. And maybe it's not. But here we're talking about an onion. The Gemara never mentioned an onion. So maybe over here, this isn't Dabar Kharif. Now, we don't pass it like him, but maybe it's a snifla hakel. Number two, we saw that when it comes to something that was a no ben yomo, the Shulchan Aruch was mekel, because he paskin, that that is a din specifically in chiltit, right? and, but, but not regarding everything else. Here comes along the Ramayim was machmir, but maybe we can re rely on the, on the Shulchan Aruch over here. Third reason, there, there, there's a complicated opinion of the pre that basically says that nat bar nat, Although we've pretty much explained it very simply that obviously there's no enough baranat when it comes to Dabar Kharif, he says that no, no, uh, there is still a possibility of it being uh, that there's no, that you can apply there the leniency of Nat Baranat without getting into too much uh, uh, technicalities of the opinion of the Prikhadash. So take all those, there might be room to be lenient, Bedi Evet, right? So Bishat Chak, if you don't have Bittul Bishrishim, right? then there might be room to be, to be lenient. There's also other reasons why you can be lenient. How do you, why do you assume that the knife was meat? Because you, you cut meat with it. Well, if you cut cold meat with it, it means nothing, right? It had to be that you cut hot meat with it. Here, right? we're, talking, you, here we're talking about a milk knife. 
Okay, milk knife. Okay, so so you would have to pizza. you would have to cut the pizza, right? So okay, so the pizza had to be yatsoleted for, but then it's not so pashut. First of all, um, we we might say that it has to be generally you cutting pizza and not cold things. That's a big machlok between the shulchan aruch to define this knife as categorically meat or categorically milk is not so simple. Maybe it's not even a meat knife or milk knife to begin with. So that might be another reason to be lenient. The kids are, this is a problem. But yeah, ask your local rabbi, halachic uh, authority. The second um, case is what happens if, yeah, he says like this, an onion was cut by meat or milk knife and then subsequently placed in a pair of blender. Now, does the blender become meaty? Right? Let's say you, you have the meat knife, you cut, your, um, you cut your onion, you then took your onion, you put it in the blender. Now, we said, generally, this is a classic case of nut bar nut, right? When from flat. However, when it comes to davar kharif, there's no nut bar nut. We machme, right? So maybe now the flavor has been transferred from the onion into the blender and now the blender is flashic and I have to kasher it if I want to use it for uh, mulchiks or parav etc etc. What do we say about that? So he says like this, this issue is vigorously debated by the Achronim, the Magen of Ram basically says the rule of nat paranat doesn't apply to Davar Harif and therefore this parav utensil is now meaty. However the Eben HaOzer disagrees and one of the reasons that the Eben HaOzer disagrees is how did the flavor, Nachon, we say that there's no principle of nut bar nut for the actual onion. However, for the flavor of that meat to be exuded from the onion, there we do apply the principle of nut bar nut. Now, it could be that the Ebena Ozer is talking about only where there wasn't heat. Because here it wasn't heat, it was just pressure. Was pressure. So maybe that might be more lenient. Then, then heat, etc., etc. The bottom line is there is an Ebena Ozer that one can rely on. And again, the Bade Ashokhan says, Bishat Atchak, you can rely on the Ebena Ozer to basically say that it would be okay. Um, so that is the scope of Davar Kharif. You haven't discussed what is. Davar okay, so what is Davar Kharif? So we saw that according to Samri Shonim, Davar Kharif is basically Chiltit and Snob. That's the only thing that was mentioned by the Gemara. And specifically, Chiltit was, was mentioned about this ability to transform Noten Tam Gam to Noten Tam Lishvach, right? And Snob was mentioned regarding the, the principle of Nat Baranat doesn't apply. So here you have a, an array of Rishonim. Some say, look, Chiltit was only regarding <coughs> this magical ability to turn rancid flavor into shvach, and therefore I only have to worry about ben yomor with Chiltit, but anything else I don't have to worry about. Snon, I have to worry about, uh, um, basically there's no din of nat paranat, but everything else I don't have to worry about. That's opinion number one, basically, Rabbi Yechil. We don't pass him. We pass him like the Rambam. It basically says anything that is Dabar Kharif. What is Dabar Kharif? Classically, the Poskim say that Dabar Kharif is anything that is sharp to the extent that you can't eat it raw. For example, can you eat, uh, can you eat an orange? Of course you can eat an orange raw. Could you eat a lemon raw? 
not so clear, right? That means that a lemon might fit into the category of Dabar Kharif. Um, certainly an onion, most people cannot eat a raw onion, right? And radish and garlic, all of those things in general, people are not able to eat it. I mean, obviously, but um, there are the, uh, the hot chili uh, guys, but, but in general, those things that you generally people don't eat raw are definitely considered sharp Dabar Kharif. Where it gets a bit confusing is regarding pickles, uh, pickled cucumbers. Some are more mahmir. Generally, we are mahmir regarding pickled cucumbers and uh, and uh, pickled olives and things like that. Some are saying, look, you, you know, you get pickled cucumbers and you get pickled cucumbers. But anything that is salty fish and all these things, so they're also in the category herring. Lichora people eat herring. I mean, that's what you eat. So my definition is not so good because the Chochman Alam clearly said that herring is considered a kharif, even though that's what people eat. Pickled cucumbers, people eat it. So that's even one step more that basically according to it's not it's not so clear. I different different poskim will will be more machmer depending on how many leniencies you can throw in. I.e., what is the exact case? And as we also, as we saw. In different cases, are we talking about whether it's Benyomor or not Benyomor? If we're talking about it's not Benyomor, there's more room to be lenient regarding something which, to begin with, I'm not sure whether it's in the category of the Kharif or not. So therefore, I might be more lenient regarding a pickled cucumber as opposed to an onion. Right? Because there might be more room to say that a pickled cucumber. But that is why the, um, the, the, there are too many variables and a, a competent halachic authority needs to be asked regarding every specific case because there might be variables that change in every specific case. Now, is it objective or is it subjective? It's objective. It's objective. It's not dependent on, you know, if you can eat hot chili peppers. That's clear. What ab- it is okay. what about objective. On a, on a person, if it's on a chevra, if you're in a, a community. So, so this, is a, uh, this is a bit of a discussion. It seems like even in that case, let's say Mexicans like uh, Kharif. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's not Kharif. It means that they like Kharif. But it's not, it doesn't mean that can, it's not Kharif. It means that it's... It. Sorry? But they can eat it. They don't. Uh, okay. They, they, they can eat they it, can but eat it doesn't... It it's, not, it's still objectively Kharif. It's just that they like Kharif. Right? It's objectively salty, but I like salty food. You don't like salty food. I like salty food. <laughs> but it's salty. It's just a question of whether you like it or not, uh, salty or not, right? So it doesn't, it seems to be objective. And, um, and, and that might also be a debate amongst the posking. You know, it could be that, you know, you go to, uh, I don't know, Mexico City, are really, you yeah, joking? Yeah. That, that's not kharif. That's not kharif, right. But that, that, that is, uh, in general, it is more objective than not. Okay, we are fully behind an entire shear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but nevertheless, I think it was important to go through the sugya of Davar Kharif in a clear way so that um, so that we get a, a good handle on this topic which is the most common between the nat Barnat and the Dava Kharif these are your problems these are the naughty children in the kitchen mm-hmm. you know that cause all the problems uh, so Bezrat Hashem next week we'll be discussing glat kosher what it means chalak glat do you have to worry about it don't you have to worry about it and uh, Bezrat Hashem will also deal with fish and kashring liver and um, we'll catch up. Do we get TMO? That's the main question. Thank you.